0: I've worked with hundreds of studio owners in creating and sustaining thriving boutique fitness studio businesses. And one of the topics that come up over and over again that many studio owners grapple with is how to structure their movement sessions. What I mean by this is the question that comes often up often is should I offer privates? Should I offer classes? Should I offer both? And what's the right combination? What's the best option for my business. So today I'm going to clear up some of the conversations, the questions that get asked around this topic. And I'm going to give you some very actionable advice that you can apply to your studio business today. All right, so let's dive in. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran and thank you so much for joining me here today. I love hopping in here to talk about all of these topics that come up with all of the studio owners that I speak to from around the world. And today is a topic that is a a discussion that, that I have very often with many of my studio owners. Now, many of the studio owners that I work with um, are in the Pilates world, but they're also studio owners that have bar studios, yoga studios, spin studios, dance cardio studios, or a combination of all of those offerings inside of their boutique fitness studio business. And as you can imagine, across all of those options, you have the ability to offer both small group classes, large group classes, as well as one on one sessions. So the question that kind of comes up, over and over again is what works best. And my goal today is really to help you address this question in a way that will help you to sort of think through um, what will work best for your own unique studio business and to give you some clarity and confidence around that decision. All right. So before we jump in into which option might be best for you, let's just go over some of the, some of the basics um, about how these different types of classes are organized. And I want to share with you what I see um, as the pros and cons of each. Okay. I'm going to talk about it mostly from a business perspective, but as you know, I have been a teacher for, you know, nearly, oh goodness, 12 years now. So, you know, I do have firsthand experience in standing in front of that room of clients or in front of that client who is uh, is your teaching and you know it's a very different feel and a different vibe and from a from a business perspective and from a teaching perspective there are certainly pros and cons to every possible way that you can interact and engage with your clients so when i talk about those one on one or private sessions you know very simply that is a single teacher any single student, right? And there are lots of different reasons why this way of delivering your um, movement style makes a lot of sense. Often this is something, what I see often actually is that a lot of studios will offer um, or require their, their clients to do a handful of one-on-one sessions before they join a class. And this is especially true, I see, in... Um, studios where they have a lot of equipment, um, that you kind of need to have an understanding of a basic understanding of and a familiarity with, um, in order to keep up with a, a class as it were. And I also know that many teachers feel very strongly about the fact that their clients should have a very solid, um, practice and instruction in place in order to be able to, um, really get the most out of a class based, um, uh, engagement with you. And so those sort of one-on-one sessions that they have perhaps very early on in their relationship with you in the very first sort of stages of them perhaps coming into your studio, um, can be sort of the beginning of not just them continuing on with one-on-one sessions, but continuing on with perhaps a quite a varied um, way that they, um, take their sessions from you. And, you know, we know that this is, um, this is quite important in order f- from a safety perspective, um, but also in order just to get the way that you teach and what you'd look for, um, really effectively into the minds and bodies of your clients. Right. And this is really why many studios require new students to, or new clients to take a series of private classes before moving into a group class, you know, and, Truly, when, as you know, you know, there is no better way to get or receive um, valuable instruction, you know, one-on-one truly is um, typically the, the best way to get people to, to teach people, right? 100% attention on your clients. And, you know, truly during this p- process, you know, the teacher is, is usually, the instructor is usually available for the whole session f- with a focus solely on that um, one client. And typically those sessions are tailored for that individual and their needs, right? And perhaps they work very well in your studio if you have clients that have very particular needs and ways that you would like to work with them to help them in their um, in their movement journey, if they are working with an injuries or if they're working with um, discomfort or they're working with from a place where perhaps they haven't moved in this way before, you know, supporting their learning and form as they progress, you know, even if they are not new to movement or even if they're not new to the type of movement that you teach, whether that's Pilates or yoga or bar, typically, you know, clients who take private sessions do tend to um, get very specific instruction for their unique bodies and what they need, then more so than if you're in a larger group class, which is, you know, as you would expect, right? Now, from a teaching perspective, I think that most people would agree that, that it is a great way to teach um, and to make sure that your clients are, um, are learning and are progressing within the movement practice. But there are also some drawbacks to having this type of offering, right? And really the number one drawback that I see, and this is purely from a business, business perspective is that if, as a, if you are a solo teacher in your business, um, you will have a hard time going beyond a certain point. You were going to, you, if you're, um, you will hit, hit capacity. Um, very quickly, if you're very talented and you've got some great clients who support you through word of mouth and, um, you are well-known in your community. And what happens at that point is that you might end up in a situation where, you know, you can no longer take more clients because your schedule is full. Right. And so when we come, when I come to work with my studios, you know, what I'm looking for is opportunities to scale, to leverage time and to make the most of the resources available in the business. And if you are teaching one-on-one sessions only, then it might be difficult to scale your business. Okay, and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't continue to do what you're doing as a, as teaching one-on-one sessions at all. It just means that just be aware of this is just one of those limitations from a business perspective. Um, And so, you know, you might find yourself at a point where you cannot take any more clients, your schedule is full, and that can often lead to all sorts of other sort of uh, knock-on consequences where perhaps you end up working longer hours than you'd like to, um, and perhaps you end up with a wait list, or perhaps you really feel like you don't want to tell people that you can't work with them, right? So as a teacher offering only one-on-one sessions, ultimately, your available time or time availability will become a hindrance, right? You are only one person and you can only teach so many hours. And we know that for every person that, that period of that length of time is, is different for everyone. Um, and so once your schedule is full, you know, you, that's, that's where kind of you hit that, um, ceiling as it were. Okay. Now that's a great place to be, isn't it? (laughs) Now, on a related note, if you only offer one on one sessions when a client leaves your studio, which you know really does happen for all sorts of different reasons that are totally unrelated to your teaching, um, that they that 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 slot on your schedule is now empty and is not producing revenue for your business and in order to maintain a certain revenue target, you will have to get that spot filled and Of course, maybe you have a wait list that makes that easy, but it doesn't necessarily Um, mean that 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 particular client has that time available um, and you can't really count on this. So you have to take into consideration that even if you say teach, and I'm just going to throw out some numbers here, if you are teaching say 30 hours a week, you know, you may be at capacity, you may be fully booked when you're only teaching 26 hours a week, because you just can't find people to fill in those time slots for the remaining time. Okay. So you have to take all of that into consideration with thinking from a bit purely from a business perspective. Okay. Now from the client's perspective, you know, private sessions are, as you would expect, higher priced than group classes. Okay. And so in order for you to fill your sessions, you tend to, you might need to think about who your ideal client might be and whether you're marketing and nurturing to um sorry marketing to those clients and nurturing those clients and that might mean that you market in a different way to a different set of people than you might market um group classes okay so your conversion conversations become very much more important and generally speaking with one-on-one sessions i do see a higher conversion because they build that close connection and relationship to you so you know, it is not uncommon for me to work with studio owners who have had clients who have been coming to their studios for five plus years, really. And, and it's really impressive. Um, and I know many of you have got relationships with clients that have spanned even decades, which is incredible. Now, from the point of view of the client, another, you know, another thing to consider is that from the point of view of the client, private sessions are very private right? And so those types of clients that come in looking for that one-on-one type of experience um, tend to really want to work one-on-one. And so it can be challenging and often they also will connect with you as the teacher. And so um, it can be challenging to encourage them to perhaps try classes or encourage them to perhaps um, work with another teacher. This can be a 100% um, managed with effective marketing messaging. And this is where a lot of the, the conversations that I encourage my studio owners to have with their clients come from, because we want to make sure that um, we can, we do have a little bit of flexibility in our business when we're working one-on-one with clients. If we want to take some time off, if we want to be- grow a team, if we want to perhaps um, grow our offerings. And there is a way to introduce these other alternatives in a way that means that you are able to retain that client and that they are excited about those other options as well. And it's all about how you position it, how you talk about it and and the messaging that you use. Now, that's the one-on-one side of things. All right. So it's something that I'm sure if you are in the, um, in, in many of you have, have taught one-on-one sessions, especially if you're in the Pilates world and you're working on, on, um, a lot of the studio equipment. um, it is, is very, very popular way to work within the Pilates world. Now, if you are perhaps a bar studio owner, um, you know, you may get a fewer, I should say may get fewer clients coming looking for one-on-one sessions. I have seen um, them be very popular in certain situations. Um, So one-on-one sessions can be a really nice way to just boost income and an additional revenue generation for even what we would call traditionally class-based businesses. Um, and so, you know, be, be sure to be thoughtful about that. Um, even if you only, even if you are sort of a, a class-based business, all right, they're not off the table. It's it, They can be really a nice little revenue generator for you. it will give you a little bit, bit of a bump every month. <laughs> so that's the one-on-one side of things. So now let's look at the pros and cons of offering group classes. All right. Now from a this is sort of where things start to get a little bit interesting, especially for those businesses who have traditionally offered one-on-one sessions and see this opportunity to expand their offering um, and to what we call really leverage their time, right? Because when you're looking for ways to increase your revenue without adding more hours or more overhead to your business, then that's called scaling, right? This is that growth strategy that I mentioned earlier. Scaling, you might hear about it. You might hear people talk about it a lot. This is what we call scaling your business. And group classes are the, one of the, the primary means of scaling a boutique fitness studio business, right? Because when you think about it, a group class is going to take the same amount of time in your schedule and cost the studio the same amount from a teacher pay perspective, no matter how many students attend that class. It really depends on how you, um, structure your your teacher compensation but often you know the 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 compare there is a comparable pri- uh pay point for your teachers between privates and and groups right and what happens often with groups again depending on the attendance level of those group classes you can find that that can be a really nice little way to scale your revenue per class while keeping your costs for that class at a the same level as you would for perhaps a one on one session or somewhere in that in that realm now the the one of the reasons why I see a lot of studios who um who you know add the small group classes or even larger group classes to their offering, especially those that have been traditionally offering one on one sessions is because it gives you this ability to take that one hour in the day and serve more people so from purely from the intention of not wanting to to let people walk away from your business without ever having tried what you teach, Um, you are able to serve those people and give them a spot and a place in your community, um, moving the way that you teach your movement method, whether that's Pilates or bar or yoga or spin or, or any other sort of fitness and movement training. And one of the most incredible things that happens when you have group classes is that you create this sense of this, this, this community in your studio business and you facilitate people coming together, which is one of the most incredible things that you can do. And often what happens is those people tend to be quite like-minded because they all are there because they enjoy the way that you do what you do. And so you'll find that people create friendships that perhaps continue on outside of the studio setting. And that's a really beautiful and wonderful thing. And as people develop new friendships and they form familiarity with the group, you'll also might find that they kind of encourage each other to come back again and again. And the group classes can be more fun. And, and, you know, there's a lot that you can do to encourage that and facilitate that as well. And that becomes part of the experience of them coming to your studio. And for some people, that sort of energy in a group actually is preferred. Some people really do prefer to work out in a group, whether that's small, a small group or even a large group. And so it can be, it can open up the door for you to be able to serve other folks as well that perhaps would not be interested in a one-on-one, perhaps from a pricing perspective for sure, but also because they may just simply enjoy feeding off of the energy of a group right and so group classes can really be a real win win for your studio and for your clients if you're set if they're set it, set up correct set up right okay now as i mentioned already touched on you know that class price point is typically lower than a private right one of the biggest reasons is that you're not going to get that same one on one attention and you're not probably going to get a session that is tailored to your needs when you're in a group class setting. And this can be a big draw for some people when they're considering group classes versus privates. And, um, and so that means that perhaps your pool of potential clients could be that's that bit bigger, which might make your life a little bit easier, um, to attract new members and convert them into long-term loyal clients. So there's pros and cons to both offering one-on-one session, and there are pros and cons to offering group classes. Okay. So how do you know what is best for your studio business? Well, there's lots of things to take into consideration and the right mix and the right combination will depend on a lot of things. And one of the first things to consider is thinking about who your clients are, because they are going to be the ones who are going to be snagging those spots on your schedule. So it's really important to know exactly who your ideal client is for your studio business, and then be thoughtful about designing your offer and the way that you want your clients to interact with your offering, with your service, with your classes, with your movement, Um, and think about what would be best for them in order to get those results and outcomes that you and only you can give them. And if you aren't really sure about what ideal client is and how that works and whether or not you are, um, you have that right mix or what you're, you know, how to, how to sort of structure your, um, your offering to meet your client's needs. Then let me just t- let you know right now that I have a, my pro, my marketing intensive program will be a big help to you. And you can find more about that in the show notes. And, you know, really defining your ideal client is imperative to your marketing and your business overall. It is for so many reasons that I'm not going to go into it right now, because that, that's a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> but when it comes to thinking about that right combination of privates and classes, I just want you to think about just a, your unique studio circumstances, right? And a lot of it comes down to what you enjoy and what you prefer um, for the way that you teach and the outcomes you want to offer to your clients. So privates are often a great um, fit for your studio if you work a lot with clients that have specific conditions or injuries that they really do need very tailored classes to um, in order to resolve or improve. You also might find that privates are a good fit if your um, your studio is in a place that perhaps doesn't have a lot of private Pilates instruction, right? There's nothing like being the only show in town for offering that service. As long as you're positioning yourself in that place and in that way, right? Um, if your clients have an interest in taking those sessions, those sessions that are one-on-one, then you know it's a. Then you should perhaps incorporate that into your schedule. And again, whenever you're offering a new way of working with you, you definitely want to give your clients and your members the opportunity to really consider whether or not this is for you, which means you do have to market it. So you there, I would recommend you don't just put one on one sessions on your website and then and leave it at that. You will need to roll out this offering in a way that um, creates a bit of interest and curiosity and awareness for it and let your clients know why it might be a really good fit for them. Okay. Now if you also have a lot of clients who are new to the way that you teach and your style of movement, and perhaps they might need that extra TLC that you know that only those one-on-one sessions will get. Get then you know one-on-one really is a great place, like I said already, to get that that attention on them. And the final place that Pilates, that private sessions might be the best fit for your studio is if you have a smaller studio um, and you really can only fit one or two people in your studio then I would encourage you to stick to that and make that your unique um, value proposition Um, because a lot of people really do enjoy that private um, setting. And so that's something that I would encourage you to talk about in your marketing, okay? So privates might be a really good fit for you, especially if you really enjoy working with folks who need that one-on-one. And absolutely, I'm a big believer in you doing what you enjoy. So even if you feel like it is limiting your revenue um growth, um if it's still what you really like and you really enjoy and that's how you feel energized by what you do, then absolutely stick to those private sessions. 100%. I mean, that is more important than anything else because you are the energy in your business, you are the driving force behind it and if you don't have that energy for what you do, then you can't expect your clients to show up with energy either, right? So you definitely want to make sure that you are th- thoughtful about how you're spending your energy and what fills your bucket also, okay? So let's talk a little bit about group sessions. When would group sessions be a good fit? Well, group sessions work really well if a lot of the clients that you work with are have a general fitness level, right, and they are fairly active, Um, and they enjoy working out in a class setting truly. I mean, you know, you'll find that it's very clear to you (laughs) who those people are, right? So if your studio is in a market that serves a lot of groups, um, and has clientele who only want to be able to do group classes because they feed off of that energy, um, then you'll want to make sure you're offering group classes. You might find also that if you're attracting a lot of folks who, um, can afford or more likely to afford the price point of a group class, then this is definitely something you're going to want to bring onto your schedule. Okay, um, if you also have got a lot of clients that you've been working with who have an experience of the way that you teach and who would enjoy working together as a group, perhaps doing more advanced or more progressive movements sequences, then groups can work really, really well. And you also have to have the space truly and the equipment to be able to host a group class. Now, when you are transitioning, and this is a question I get asked a lot, how do I transition from offering one-on-one classes to offering, uh, to one-on-one sessions to offering group classes? A lot of it is going to come down to knowing your clients and thinking about what makes the most sense in order for them to continue to get the outcomes they are looking for right and what i i've seen a lot of different ways um be very successful in making that transition one of those ways is to open up some invite only duets or trios or very small groups and when i say small groups i say i say groups of of less than you know of, of less than 6 to 8 that that's sort of small enough that you still get attention um but not so large that you can be um you could, the, the folks get distracted by um, that the teachers get distracted by everybody, right? So you have a lot of options available to you when you want to transition to adding more classes, or if you transition from working one-on-one to um, introducing some group sessions and invite only into a small group where you're putting people together who perhaps already know each other or who um, have are very familiar with the exercise this is a great place to start. Now, you will need to be thoughtful about the message that you're sharing about those classes, because if you've had clients who have been with you for years and years and years, it can often be a huge transition for them to even consider moving into group classes. So there's just a lot to consider before you make it successful. Now, it it is very possible to make it successful and transition one-on-one Um, clients into group classes, but I find that what those clients really enjoy is that feeling and that feeling of nurture and being taken care of. And so you just want to make sure that you can transition them with that feeling and you might find it actually works really, really well. Now, I do want to be clear on this. There is a lot of um, you know, there there is, there is a lot in the middle or I should say in that middle ground um, between purely offering one-on-one sessions and purely offering group classes. There's a lot of combinations um, that can work and it, and it will really depend on your individual and unique studio goals. So let me be really clear, whether or not privates group sessions or both is the best fit for your studio business will come down to two things. Number one is what energizes you and what you want for yourself and your teachers and your business. And then second of all, it comes down to what your clients need and want also. And where those two things overlap, where what you do and what you love and what your clients want and what your clients need and where that overlaps, that's the sweet spot. So aside from the studio space limitations, really, truly all of the pros and cons and the considerations that you'll need to make when designing your schedule and your sessions and the way that you deliver your your teaching, whether that's in classes, small classes, large classes, or one-on-ones or duets or trios, will have to do with delivering a service that is matched with your ideal client's wants and desires. Okay, so there you have it. Just some insight into the pros and cons of offering both private or group classes I don't have a preference at all. I'm not pushing one or the other, truly, because when I work with my studios, all I care about is that we're building a business that is your version of success. And I will work with you to help you achieve that. When we go through that process, we do have to go through looking at these different options and weighing them against these sort of um, pillars that Will support a business overall, Um, and that those pillars are knowing what your clients want, um, looking at your revenue numbers, and thinking about how you're going to get to revenue numbers that you really want, and whether or not that is in line with what energizes you. All of those things are really important, right? And so, what's really important is you want to make sure that you do, like I said, know your clients and know what will work for them, and then get really clear on what lights you up, what you are. Um, what energizes you and what you enjoy. All right. Now, if you're not sure, like I said, about who your ideal client is, you might just want to check out my marketing intensive program. We take a deep dive into identifying your ideal client and how to create those marketing messages and strategies that will allow you to perhaps move from offering one-on-one sessions into perhaps offering group classes um, without losing clients along the way. It's something that we work on quite a bit in that program. So there's a link in the show notes to learn more. Take a look at it and let me know if you've got questions about that program. I want to make sure you're aware of it. Um, It's a really valuable program and has helped a lot of Um, a lot of studio owners who have never spent any time thinking about their marketing messaging um, and have kind of reached that point where they're thinking, "Hmm, I really need to think about this right now. (laughs) All right. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this is helpful to you. If you really enjoyed what you heard from me today, then I would be so appreciative if you could take a quick minute, go to wherever you're listening to this and rate and review this podcast. It would mean so much to me and will help to get the podcast out to our incredible community so that more teachers and business owners just like you can feel really encouraged and really supported on their journey in our industry did you love this episode and want more head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business and before you go one last reminder There is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day.